Hey guys, Brie here. Wow, my voice like cracked weird at the beginning of this. Anyways, I hope that this episode finds y'all doing well. Whew. I am going to talk about something that has just had me so pissed off lately. So I'm hoping that like talking about it helps a little. I don't freaking know. So... If you're new to the podcast, I have a five-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son. Unfortunately, a couple of years back, my daughter was sexually abused, and the abuse happened at the hands of a conservative man. Um, When I say conservative, he comes from an Amish Mennonite background. And, you know, he still currently professes God. Also, I don't know, like, if you guys can hear the AC system in the back of this. Hopefully it's not super annoying. But anyways, so she was sexually abused. She told me about it herself, which I was really grateful for. I've always been really big on communication with my kids. Um, Like, literally, since they've been able to say, like, two words, I do a rundown of their day every single day. Um, Unless they, like, fell asleep in the car. But, like, yeah, we're just very big on communication in our household. So, I feel like her telling me as soon as she did, I think that was, you know, due in fact to that. I feel like saying due in fact to that was just not correct. I don't freaking know. Sometimes I really wonder about my IQ level, guys. Anyways. But I also really credit her telling me because of a book called Yell and Tell. I'm obsessed with those books. I've read them to my kids, like, since they were tiny. Like, since before they even understood the books. And now they can, like quote some of the book it's amazing my very sweet mother-in-law gave me the book when Kiera was like oh my gosh she was really young I want to say like eight months old so yeah 10 10 recommend that book I can send you guys a link if you're interested after you listen to this just message me and I'll send you the link for the book pretty cheap too which is really nice i honestly think that it should be considered a household essential for anyone with little kids i think it's just a great parenting tool because you know everyone should be talking to their kids about their private parts and they should be teaching their kids what to do in the event that someone decides to violate them sexually and i think that A lot of parents just don't know which words to use when they have those conversations with their kids. So I think that this book that I'm referencing just makes our job as parents so much easier. I I, honestly, I need to quit like going on about that book, but I really can't recommend it enough. Like if you don't have it, get it. And I'm not benefiting that like I'm not benefiting from saying that. So, back to what I was talking about. 
Kiara, and, and my voice sounds tired, guys. I'm not even tired. It's just, like, I feel very tired emotionally. Like, my soul feels tired. The past couple of days have just been really intense. Um, and I'll get to that. I'll get to the why of that. So, yeah, Kira told me about the abuse herself. And I literally couldn't sleep the whole night because she told me in the evening the whole night the next day and I ended up so I don't know exact time stamps um but she did have a doctor appointment soon after the fact her pediatrician checked her out and so that's where I started with everything I didn't know I'm, I'm going to say this. This is me being really, really vulnerable. Hear me out. So, I am so anti-sexual abuse. It would probably blow your mind. My first personal experience with sexual abuse. Or like, learning about sexual abuse. Hearing about it, I should say. Was when I was attending Shavers Creek Christian Fellowship. The church that I was raised in. And they're an Amish Mennonite church, conservative church, whatever you want to call them. I say Amish Mennonite, by the way, because they're like such, they're a mix, you know? So anyways, there was a family there. And I'm not just like saying this because like, I feel comfortable saying this is what I'm trying to say because this like all went to court like two years ago or whenever. So it's like public knowledge now. But there was a family there the dad was sexually abusing his two daughters and the church found out about it and they literally did not do shit i just remember being so fucking mind blown my dad came home from a wednesday night men's meeting and i remember asking him like what's gonna happen like what did you guys decide and he literally did not have an answer. Like, there was no answer because they decided to do nothing. And I just remember being, I forget what age I was. I was i was pretty young. Um, I just remember being like, holy shit, something does not feel right about that. Yeah. So, then I was, I was sexually abused myself by... Yeah, I I don't even want to get into that. But I was sexually abused um, by someone that I considered one of my ki- one of my parents' foster kids. Let me put it that way, because I don't even know how to say that. One of my parents' foster kids, um, and that was traumatic, obviously. And I was not believed at the time. I am believed now, which I'm grateful for. But I was not at the time. And that was like a trauma in and of itself. And so when Kira told me, I of course believed her. One, because I'm always going to believe my kids on things like this. Unless there are like obvious factors that I'm just like, mm, no, you're fucking lying. You know? Um. I could tell, like, I just, I just believed her. I never even once doubted her. Um, 
and I'll also just never doubt her on something like this because like I said I experienced that and that was just not cool I think that if you want my input on whether or not to believe a supposed victim always believe the victim unless there are hard core facts showing that the victim's story like like big gaps in the victim's story right um better to believe a victim than to not and the victim end up like being an actual victim yeah i don't think that yeah that's something that's a whole other topic so anyways did the doctor appointment and what i was saying i was going to be vulnerable um my first thought was oh i need to call the police my second thought immediately after the fact was oh my gosh i can't call the police because everyone in this area knows this man and no one is going to believe me and i just remember feeling sick to my stomach i talked to a local woman in the community that i looked up to and now looking back it kind of pisses me off i asked her for her advice and on like whether or not i should report it right and her response literally was i don't know you have to think about it now where i'm at no that's not something to think about you absolutely report any and all sexual abuse so anyways it took me quite a while after finding out that my daughter was abused to actually take it to the cops i can't give you an exact amount of time it just it was a few months i will say that but i did have her checked by a pediatrician child youth services got involved but for me to actually file a police report it took me it took me quite a while and i i i feel kind of like embarrassed to have to admit that but at the same time i don't because i still went through with it and i'm very proud of myself because you have to understand the area that i come from and the group of people that i'm dealing with in this situation the conservative amish mennonites right nine times out of ten abuse is not reported and don't quote me on that number i'm just trying to make a point abuse is more often than not swept under the rug it's not dealt with you know they act like it doesn't happen and so i had to really really push past that you know like the way i was raised sometimes still has a really really big impact on how i respond to certain things in life and this was one of those things so i'm really grateful and very proud to say that i was able to push past the mental barriers that that you know brought up and here i am in the middle of a of a um how do i say i can't even think of the words I'm in legal proceedings to get my daughter justice and I will not stop. The reason that I've been angry the past couple of days is because I received a phone call the other day and it was a woman that I trust, you know, very kind, sweet lady, honorable lady. 
And she goes, hey. So backtracking a little bit so that you understand this conversation. A month or two ago, and again, at the risk of being repetitive, I'm very, very bad with timestamps. But a month or two ago, I posted three or four different statuses within a 24-hour time period in regards to my daughter being abused. It was the first time that the, I want to say, public, the general public, was hearing about this situation. I posted the statuses to simply raise awareness and to let people know that I was going to be fighting for my daughter and that nothing was going to stop me. As I'm sure you can imagine, and this was on Facebook in case I didn't clarify that, um, I have close to 4,000 friends on Facebook. My phone blew up. A lot of good support, a lot of good feedback, a lot of people that are unfortunately victims of sexual abuse themselves, you know, coming forward, reaching out to me, asking me for advice, commending my quote unquote bravery and courage. I say quote unquote bravery and courage because it doesn't even, I don't feel brave. I don't feel like I have courage. This is me being me. I genuinely feel like this is what I was born for. I am not scared of anybody when it comes to this, to really anything, but specifically to speaking out on the issue of sexual abuse in the conservative and plain communities. So anyways, I post those statuses. Like I say, my phone blows the fuck up. It was insane, y'all. I've literally never experienced anything like it. And like I said, some of these messages that I was receiving were from victims. Like I was the first person they were ever telling. And like, I'm talking victims of like their abusers or people that I was raised around, right? Their abusers are people that I've heard of that lived 15 miles from me. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it was really heavy for me. And I'm the type, like, I am a very empathetic individual. So when people confide their life stories in me or a hard thing that they experienced, when they tell me about it, I feel their pain to a certain extent and I carry it with me and it overwhelms me. Like I I don't, I need to figure out a way to process it in a healthier manner because I haven't figured it out yet. If you guys have advice or feedback or tips for me on that, that would be fantastic. Anyways, all that to say, I was overwhelmed, felt like literally felt like I was in over my head. So I deleted the statuses. I also deleted the statuses because my ex-husband reached out to me and he goes, hey, this is just too much for, for the world to see, to know. I don't like it. Yaddy fucking yada. I try to respect his stance I want because I want my kids to respect him, you know? So anyways, those were my two main reasonings for deleting the statuses. Never, ever did I think anything of it, okay? This brings us to the phone call from the other day. This lady calls me. We have a conversation. She goes, hey, I saw you deleted those Facebook statuses in regards to your daughter's sexual abuse. And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, you know that the word is, the rumor is, that people are saying that you deleted those statuses because you were paid a significant amount of money to delete them. You were paid to be silent. I I still hardly have words 
to articulate what hearing those words over the phone did to me. I got sick to my stomach. I honestly feel nauseous now as I'm speaking. Because one, what the fuck? I I would never. Like it's I I I hesitate to even say this because this isn't even about defending me. Like I'm not angry because I feel like I need to defend myself. I'm angry because people have the audacity, okay? to say things like that like that's a big statement to make about a mother that is walking through a sexual abuse case with her five-year-old daughter and sorry my voice is like this is how my voice sounds when i start to tear up that is such an insane and callous thing to say about anybody ever and I I don't know. I just, I don't have words, but it infuriated me to the point of I, and some of y'all may have already seen this. I jumped on Facebook and I did a live video after that phone call and I freaked the fuck out, like spazzed out like I've never done before. Like, you know, I, I, I view myself as a fairly real person. Um, but I, I do hold back sometimes. Well, actually a lot of the time I've held back on my social media platforms just because I do try to be respectful of the considerate of the fact I should say that I have conservative friends and family members right I I I would say I'm a very respectful person in that sense um I try to keep the cussing to a minimum I try to wear skirts modest clothing you get the point but man I got on that Facebook live and I let loose because in in saying that in in spreading that rumor One, not only are people attacking the very core of my moral compass as a mother, right? But two, if they think that I'm going to accept money from my daughter's abusers, abuser, whoever all is involved with that, right? Guess a fucking gun. I have never been more mind blown in my life. I have been attacked on all fronts when it comes to my character. I'm used to it. I let it go. I let it slide. It literally doesn't even phase me anymore, okay? But to say that shit is, it's like kicking a woman when she's down. Like, you don't get to say that shit about me and me not respond. I'm gonna respond. And as I find out names of people that are saying that shit, I'm going to call them out personally and I'm speaking with my legal team in regards to pressing charges in, I, I can't find the words, like it's called defamation of character. You can get into legal trouble for saying shit like that. That is absolutely not true. So for those of y'all that did not know that, that is a thing. What I'm walking through with my daughter and what I've been walking through with her for the past couple of years has not been easy. And so the fact that there are people out there that respond to victims and stories of sexual abuse with rampant, savage, 
destructive rumors just fucks me up mentally like on a whole other level and then there's the people that are like oh are you sure Kira's being honest are you sure she knows the facts oh my gosh she's so young like are you sure she knows bitch my daughter knows what her vagina is my son knows what his penis is they know what a tampon is. They've watched me put one into my vagina because, you know, kids don't let you go to the bathroom by yourself sometimes. Like, my kids know the ins and outs as well as they can, as much as their little understanding, which is actually big, understanding will allow them to. They know about sex. They know about their private parts. They know the correct names. They know to fucking scream if someone touches them. Okay, and that's what fucks me up. Kira told me and other official people involved that she tried to scream, but they wouldn't let her. And I'm sure you can, you know, only imagine what they did to not allow her to scream. Teach your children, people, and also people. Don't not believe victims, like I said earlier. Also, don't spread rumors. Like, this is what I said in my Facebook Live. If you have nothing relevant to say that is for sure 100% factual in regards to a sexual abuse situation or story or victim, shut your fucking mouth. People don't come forward with their sexual abuse situations, right? Because of people like the ones that I'm mentioning. Like, damn, if I wouldn't be a bold-ass bitch, I would be too tired to, like, proceed with this because of messages I've gotten and because of rumors that have been said about this whole situation. I would just be like, fuck it. Well, Kira, mommy's tired. I I can't. Like, your abuser's just going to walk free at this point. You feel me? But hell no, I'm not letting that shit happen. So, you know, these people can keep talking their shit. They can keep being victim questioners, which is a fucked up thing. And like, God forbid these people that question victims ever have to walk through that themselves or with their own children. God for fucking bid. Karma's a bitch. Like, I low-key believe in karma. Like, I don't know if karma's the correct terminology, but like, what comes around goes back around, baby. And I've been upset as well because I was informed that there's a pastor that is questioning my daughter's story. And I know the pastor personally and he hasn't come to me and he's talking this shit to other people. And I I told someone to give him my number. So I'm waiting for a call from him. Okay. How the fuck are you a pastor, a shepherd of a church, if you will. Okay. And you question a little five-year-old on the story of sexual abuse? Take a fucking seat. You, this, this pastor, and I will tell him to his face, were over the phone when he calls me, is a huge, 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 I cannot reiterate or emphasize that enough, part of where this problem starts and never ends, this never-ending cycle of sexual abuse specifically from people that profess God. If the pastors aren't shepherding their churches correctly and shutting down sexual abuse, no one's going to. If pastors look the other way, everyone's going to look the other fucking way. 
I don't have time for it. To me, it's one thing if you're a normal, regular, fucking average Joe and you're like, uh, is it true? I'm going to just say fuck you. But if you're a pastor and you question my five-year-old daughter specifically, not only will I say fuck you, but I will tell you that you're what's wrong with the system. It is disgusting. There is no justifying it ever. And if you're a pastor and you don't do what you need to do with sexual abuse, which is report it, and then, you know, set up a plan to be there for your victims, like, you shouldn't be a pastor. Like, you're not fit to be a shepherd, bro. Like, no. Can't do it with them. Cannot do it. I read this really fucked up, awful thing on Facebook last night about this court case that apparently just went down in, like, Ohio or Pennsylvania. I don't remember where. Don't, like, don't don't quote me on the details of, like, the ge- geographical shit because I'm, like, super directionally challenged and, like, I don't know. But anyways, um, this 20-year-old guy got charged for sexually abusing his three sisters, right? And apparently, like, 11 members of the church came and sat on his side. And they were like, he's a good young man. He has his CDL, yaddy fucking yada. And they never even were like, how can we help the victims? They literally came to, to court to support a man that sexually abused his three sisters. I'm not saying that sexual abusers don't have any good qualities. Like, listen, like, you can be good at cooking and still fuck up. And then just because you're good at making a bomb-ass pizza doesn't mean that the sexual abuse isn't terrible. What the fuck? I was like, no, this is what's wrong. Like, this is why people don't want to be associated with God and religion and church. Because of shit like this. I can't even imagine how the victims, the three sisters feel. Like, that's low-key how I feel, you know, for my daughter, Kira. Like, she's too young to understand. And I'm grateful that she's too young to understand that there's people out here questioning her five-year-old, tiny, little, sincere, sweet ass. How? How the fuck are they questioning her? It is disgusting. And then some people would argue, oh, they're questioning. I'm questioning Kira because of your past, Brie. Um, it wasn't my vagina that was touched. It was my daughter's. It was my daughter's vagina that was ejaculated on, you know? So my past has nothing to do with this. And that's a twisted logic. Like if, if you hear of someone's story and then you associate their words with like their mom or their dad or their brother or their sister, you're a fucked up individual. Jesus. I seriously cannot deal. I cannot deal. I just really can't deal. I feel like I, I'm i just like venting and ranting right now. But hey, maybe this... I don't know. I don't know. So anyways, I did that intense live on Facebook. Got an insane amount of support back. Really, really grateful. And I've also been told that, like, I should be careful because people are receiving death threats. (laughs) Come at me, bro. Like, not to be funny because, like, I don't want to die from any shit like that. But also, like, 
threaten my life, threaten my kids' lives. I'm just going to report that to the law, too. Like, disgusting. This is all so gross. And the fact that it's happening amongst these churches in Pennsylvania, and I speak for Pennsylvania because that is where I'm from. Okay, I understand it happens everywhere. But I'm speaking for the area that I come from. What is wrong with these people? And I know there's good people there, okay? My parents being, you know, some of the good people. So I'm not hating on Amish and Mennonites. I'm not hating on where I came from. I'm hating on sexual abuse and I'm hating on the people that sweep it under the damn rug and act like it doesn't happen. And listen, another thing to add to how I feel about pastors that sweep it under the rug and don't do shit about it, birds of the same feather flock together. Granted, I will say this. There is this one pastor that I know, okay? I was actually raised in the church that he pastored. A lot of people don't like him. He's rough around the edges. He really, really, really did me in as a teenager. He did not treat me right, just like from like a religious standpoint. Like he, I feel like he used me as an example. Um, but all that to say, he got charged, I want to say a year or two ago, for not reporting a sexual abuse case. The one that I mentioned, the father was sexually abusing the two daughters. He got charged for being a mandated reporter as a pastor and knowing about the abuse and never reporting it. Um, this man works for my father. I sat in his truck and he started crying and he shared his heart with me. And he said that if he were to find out about sexual abuse now, you know, he would report it. But back then he said things were so different and I know they were different. I know that things were different 12, 15 years ago when it comes to reporting sexual abuse. And I know that his heart is good in that area and that, like, given the chance, he would he would report it, you know? Um, so I feel like he was fucked over in that situation. So, yeah, anyone that's listening that knows about that, you now you know my opinion you can hate me for it because i know that's a very unpopular opinion but i think that he was fucked over i think that that wasn't right like he should have been heard but anyways um and like the fucked up thing is only he got charged the other pastor that he pastored the church with who is still a pastor at that church he didn't get anything and they both knew about it so that shit pisses me the fuck off it's disgusting such a flawed flawed system in the churches um what i was gonna say is to pastors that don't know like that really 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 know about sexual abuse and like really really let it go like in this day and age all i have to say is birds of the same feather flock the fuck together like that's a big red flag that's disgusting so if you're attending a church that there is sexual abuse happening and the pastor knows about it and the leaders know about it and they're not doing shit fucking run because that's not normal it's not normal like you can quote me on that i don't care yeah i feel like yeah i don't have time for it it's disgusting and then these same people you know like they don't talk about sexual abuse and they don't name the abusers and you know they don't they little blah, blah, blah it's just the whole thing they just don't fucking talk about it but then they like go to their little sewing and like have these little clicky like coffee hangouts and shit and they like gossip about everything and everybody else right and yet somehow they completely miss the topic of sexual abuse yeah not on my watch nope this is what i told my mom a while back these these people 
like let's say someone rips them off in business man do they talk about it okay they make sure that everyone knows not to do business with you know shujo or primary i don't even know what i'm saying at this point you get the point like cobbler joe or baker mary there we go why did i say shoe and pie what the fuck is the matter with me right they make sure people never do business with them again why the fuck is it not the same with sexual abuse if john abuses katie katie needs to tell her parents and then her parents need to tell all the other parents that way my child doesn't end up getting abused by your child's abuser When you stay silent about sexual abuse and people that are sexually abusing others, you become an enabler. You honestly may as well just go start sexually abusing people yourself. That's the fucking point I'm at. And I understand that that's an unpopular appointment, appointment, opinion based off of the fact that some people don't have support to come forward, yada, yada, yada. I understand that there's intricate details to cases and yada, yada, yada. But also that just points to the bigger, badder problem. Why do victims not feel supported in their communities and in their families and their churches? It's all a problem, y'all. Please do what you can in your churches, in your communities to end sexual abuse, to raise awareness. Don't be scared. If someone threatens you, go to the police. And I know the police aren't perfect. And I know some of these conservative communities have huge complaints about how they report sexual abuse and law enforcement hasn't done anything. Don't quit with one police officer. If one police officer waves you off, if one trooper waves you off, go to the next. Keep knocking on law enforcement's doors until they find you the help that you need period get on your social media if you have a large following even if you don't raise awareness you know what i'm saying like use your voice we are given our voices for a reason yeah this this is not gonna happen on my watch like i'm not gonna be one of those people that's like no offense to the people that i know that do this in case you listen to this like i'm not gonna show up at like everyone in their mother's court cases and like it's that's just not for me right it's just not for me i'm not i wouldn't say i'm a sexual abuse advocator i think it's sad that there even needs to be advocate advocates for this or advocators or whatever because yeah it's it's sad that it's gotten to that point where like victims don't have anyone in their in their close personal circle so there's like there has to be like groups of strangers that show up for them and bless those strangers hearts right i don't want their like effort and work and energy to go unnoticed and i don't like i'm not trying to say like i'm not trying to talk shit on it i'm just trying to say let's start being there for our people like it should not be that fucking hard and i understand that you know For some of y'all talking about sex and talking about sexual abuse is just fucking awkward. Okay. That doesn't change the fact that it's really, really fucking real. Like, you have to be able to talk about it. You just have to. Anyways, I'm going to peace out. I'm pissed. I'm angry. I'm not going to shut up. I encourage you to not to not what i encourage you to do the same not shut up talk use your voice peace out